0: Thank you for tuning into to Sojcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Welcome to the seventh episode of Caregiver Diaries. Brought to you by Caregiver Sathi, a new set of experiences shared by our invisible warriors. We bring to you a safe space where you can share your experiences as a caregiver. Sharing experiences has a number of positive influences on our emotional well-being and connectedness. What if caregivers who could not tell their stories wrote diaries and we could get a peek into these diaries? We bring to you a series of stories from such diaries, and here's one today. I'm still shaken as I pen this down. The lack of humanity and the conniving thievery of people has rattled me through my most difficult moments. I was secretly hoping that the first wave of COVID-19 would be the end of it. It brought all of us and everything around us down to our knees. Unfortunately, We still had a second one which was even worse than the first and Delhi was one of those cities which suffered the most during this time. So it all started at the end of March when I had called my brother to schedule a holy party. As I waited for him to answer, I sorted out a hundred different ideas in my head. Of course, why wouldn't I? This was going to be the first occasion we celebrated in a long time. Probably after a year. He finally picked up, confirmed the plans, and everyone was excited. Little had I imagined that our family would get infected with COVID-19. A few days after the party, most of them were infected and tested positive, except my daughter and me. I lived separately from my joint family, in another apartment only a few kilometers away. Out of all the members who were infected, my father's condition was the most concerning. He is a 91 year old man who can barely eat on his own. Nearly eight members of the family were positive. Among them were also my wife. My daughter stayed home and took care of her and the house while I gave time to my parents, whose condition had become worse only within a few days of their infection. Every morning, I opened my eyes. contact numbers of people desperate for help. A few leads which were probably either switched off or not answering. And a lot of those messages were from my own family. This feeling was really unsettling. People I knew were suffering and neither could I anticipate myself in their situation nor could I help them at the same time. Likewise, I couldn't anticipate Babuji getting infected. His fever didn't stop. And due to the medications he was taking for COVID, we saw a sharp rise in his blood sugar levels. We had to shift him to a hospital bed immediately. I was extremely scared at this moment as it was the peak of the second wave of COVID and everyone around us was scrambling for beds. We rushed him to the hospital. I would say it was our luck that we found a bed on time. The doctor at the hospital recommended we find a home assistant who could help administer injections and give him medications on time. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. It took me a week to find one for Babuji whose services were rather costlier than something I'd ever paid for before. He agreed upon the condition that he wouldn't assist Babuji with personal care as it would involve coming in close contact with a positive patient very often. However, He did promise one thing, to timely administer medications and injections. I I believed his words and paid up. Well, he didn't. The next thing I knew, Babuji's oxygen suddenly dropped to 80. We did not have any oxygen cylinders with us and he was breathless. I remember the WhatsApp leads and the resources, but they weren't of much help, even if they were unreasonably expensive. Just like the messages I used to receive, I started spreading the messages and looked for help wherever it could be found. In the middle of the night, I travelled to Meerut and Manesar, hunted for oxygen cylinders and was able to get two oxygen cylinders at an exorbitant price of 60000 each. On reaching home, I was shattered to find one of the cylinders empty. I couldn't stop myself from getting angry. Why did I have to make the mistake at this point of time? Why are people doing this? I couldn't believe the blanket lack of humanity of the con men who was selling empty cylinders to desperate people. I was terrified to find how many people they must have swindled. In fact, I remember feeling guilty every other moment. Every night when I closed my eyes, I wondered if it was all because of me. I think I can't control what happened but after that, I promised myself to take as much as responsibility as I can because I could. My daughter was worried that I was spending my entire day being around COVID patients and asked me if I could give a little less time perhaps than what I do now to which I answered if not me, then who? Today, I am thankful to God that everyone in our family is still alive and recovering and that the worst of the times are now behind us and for, in fact, the entire city. This story highlights themes that walked across the minds of thousands of people in Delhi. Being in a fatal condition requires support for both the infected and their caregivers The story I just narrated was what happened at the advent of the second wave where there was a dearth of authentic resources. Today, however, we do have many organizations making the effort to provide the right resources at the right time. If anyone listening to this has a known person affected with COVID, I want you to know that there is support available. Many people and organizations today are constantly updating and verifying leads and resources every minute of the day. More than 800 volunteers at Caregiver Sathi are also contributing to the same cause. For more information on this, you can check out covethelp.com. What part of the story resonated with you? What are your thoughts? Do you have a story to share? Let us know.